Good morning. My name is Mike Dinius, and it is Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms and grandmas out there. Um, there are a few things happening. Uh, VBS was already taken care of, so that's awesome. We have camps coming up. Do you realize it is almost summertime? Where did this year go? It's been flying. Um, so there is information about summer camps out there. Uh, some, something I want to ask the church to pray for. Um, it, in two weeks, there's a young man going to come visit this church. Uh, he is interested in being a youth minister, a youth leader. Uh, be praying for him. His name is James Fish. And I'm excited to meet this young man, somebody to work with. For those of you who don't know, Cassie and I are going to be transitioning out of youth ministry. Uh, this is our last month in youth ministry. Um, we are going to be working with our adult group more closely, uh, not having divided attention, but being able to be focused. Our adult group is really excited about that. Um, so really be praying about that, please. I'm really excited because it's, it's a really similar situation to what happened with Sydney last year. And I'm really excited that Sydney is here. She's not here today. She's not here today. She is in Arkansas baptizing her mom. That is a heck of a Mother's Day. Oh, good Lord. So uh, be praying about that too. That's really exciting. Um, just getting to hear her talk about studying with her mom via Zoom. Um, it's really cool. And that's where her and Mark are today, celebrating Mother's Day in the best way possible. It is Mother's Day. And uh, on Mother's Day, we usually talk about moms. Um, but I don't know if you've noticed, we talk about moms a little different on Mother's Day than we talk about dads on Father's Day. Um, Mother's Day, we're like, Mom, we love you. We love you. You're so awesome. On Father's Day, we're like, Dad, you need to change this. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And that's how you should treat moms, right? You should be like, Mom, I love you. Mom, I love you. Dad, go cut the grass. <laughs> but that's our, that's our therapy as dads. Cutting grass. I get to put on my headphones and ignore my children. And yeah, that's just me. Maybe it's not you, but it's me. Did you know that the official Mother's Day started 115 years ago? I didn't know that. I was learning. Um, it ranks number two in days where presents are given. Second only to Christmas. We love our moms. Uh, we got to have our moms over last night for dinner because our plan is to take Cassie bike riding today. It's supposed to storm when we were planning on bike riding, so I think our plans are switching to something indoors. But uh, we got to have our moms over, and, and I didn't give them a present per se. I learned how to make tiramisu. And if you've never had tiramisu, I'm sorry. Go find a place that makes a good tiramisu and try it. You will gain five pounds immediately. It is so good. Um, but we made them dinner and we got them cards. And it was really good to just sit and relax and talk with our parents. Because uh, we're going to honor Cassie today and take her out. Um, Mother's Day ranks third in days of which... Third for days of cards. And third for days of flowers. Now I'm, I'm assuming first is Valentine's Day. I don't know what second place is. But Mother's Day is third place in days where people give flowers. Uh, my favorite, my favorite stat of Mother's Day is today is the absolute busiest day for restaurants. And you know why? Because mom usually cooks. And we're giving mom the day off, so instead of cooking ourselves, we're gonna take her somewhere. I find that hilarious. 
Now, in our house, it's not quite that way. I do most of the cooking, um, and that's how I won Cassie over. The way to my wife's heart is through her stomach <laughs> and her gas pedal. Um, and I love my wife, and I told her I wouldn't embarrass her any more than that. So I'm done. I hit my quota. But happy Mother's Day to all the moms. Today we're going to talk about honoring mom. Um, the Bible is very specific about how we should treat our parents. In Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3, it tells kids, it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you, and that you may live long in the land. When we are talking to our girls about the things the Bible says about their life, I tell them, what is the one thing you are told to do in Scripture as a kid? Obey our parents. Why? That it may go well with us. If you don't obey our, your parents, what happens? It does not go well. It does not go well. Screaming, crying, pain, that happens. I'm like, it does. And, and as more grown up children, it's still good to honor your parents. Um, well, we're going to talk about that in a little, little bit, but this is our first commandment in scripture with a promise. We are taught, obey your parents, honor your father and your mother. And it's going to go well with you if you do that. It's going to be a good thing if you obey your parents. Today, I, I want to honor the mothers in my life. I want to honor my mom and my mother-in-law, Terry and Suzanne. I want to honor my wife, Cassie. I want to honor my sister, Nikki, and my sister-in-law, Bree. They're all great moms, and they all love their kids deeply. And so I want to bring honor to them for just being moms. You know, and I know today like this, a, a day like this, doesn't always bring those warm, fuzzy feelings. Not everybody has been blessed to have a great mom. Or, or maybe your mom's no longer with you. And I want to encourage you today. You can still honor a mom. You can still honor a mom that is in your life. You see, God, I want you to know that God provides mothers to the motherless and fathers to the fatherless. But today's mom's, mom's day, so we're going to talk about mothers. You know, in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verses 1 through 2, it says, Do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him as you would a father, younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters in all purity. You see, God provides mothers to the motherless. And today, I also want to take the time to honor my older sisters in the faith who have been mothers to me, who have been motherly to me. I think of people like Kim Kiffmeyer, and I think of people like Denise Gill, and there are a ton of you who have been mothers to me. And I thank you for that, and I want to honor you. I also want to remember the moms that aren't necessarily with me anymore. I think of my grandmas, Lois and Carol, who were grandmas to me. I think of Cassie's grandmas. I think of, of, of Grandma Jean. And, and Grammy Sue, who's still with us, but I think of them and I want to honor them. I also, there's other older women God put in my life who cared about me as a grandma. I think of Janet McBride. Um, when I had surgery, uh, I, I had my appendix almost burst and it was crazy and I had to go to the hospital. And Janet, nearly every day, was checking on me <laughs> to the point where I'm like, Janet, I'm fine. I'm fine. No, you're not. And she saw me up and moving. She's like, you need to rest. You need to heal. I, I, I honor her. I think of Ruby Greer, who's no longer with us. And she 
always checked on me because I went to school with her grandson and she cared about me. She let me know how Kyle was doing when we kind of, when I graduated and she was always checking on us. And I'm, I'm so grateful for the moms that God has put in my life. Not necessarily the mom I was born to. I am grateful for her, but God provided so many mothers in my life. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm excited that at this past ladies retreat, we got to honor, well, I didn't, but the ladies got to honor women in this church. Women in this church who have put on that crown of faith. And I was so excited to hear about that. So since today is all about mom, how can we honor mom today? How can I honor mom today? I want to be real quick today because I know we got to get to those restaurants before they fill up, right? Um, but we're going to take some time. We're going to look at four different things we can do to honor mom today. Number one, I can honor my mom. I can honor mom when I love her unconditionally and affectionately. When I love her unconditionally and affectionately. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8, it says this. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. And a little bit before that in 1 Peter chapter 1, it says, Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth, for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. If you're like me, and you were lucky enough to have a great mom, that's still in your life. You can honor her by loving her unconditionally and affectionately. When I was younger, my mom and I each had these t-shirts and they said official hug therapist on them. Uh, some of you know my mom and that fits, right? That, that's my mom's personality and mine too. Uh, we're, both, we're both huggers. I know my mom's not perfect. I know she's not perfect, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to and I shouldn't love her. Sure, there are things she could have done better, but that won't stop me. That's not going to stop me from loving my mom. That's what unconditional love is. That doesn't mean that if you had a bad mom, you have to include her in your life. It's not saying that. But you can love her for the fact that God gave you her as a mom. And because she's not perfect, that's not going to stop me from loving her affectionately either. My mom loves hugs. She's an official hug therapist. And so I hug her. I make sure I hug her. Last night I gave her an extra little squeeze. Because it's Mother's Day, I gave her that extra little squeeze. And I know I need to verbally let her know that I love her. I need to be verbal about it. With dad, it's left understood. And I, I don't know if that's the way in your family, but with my dad, it's understood that we love each other. There's no doubt in my mind my dad loves me, and there's no doubt in his mind that I love him. In fact, this morning, he came to my house and pounded on the door just so Cassie could have her Mother's Day present. I'm like, what? He goes, what do you mean, what? Here, I got Cassie a present. No, you didn't. Mom got it for it. You're right. But that's my dad. With mom, I need to tell her I love her. And I do. I let her know that I love her. I'm very verbal. So with mom, she needs to hear those three little words. Dishes are done. <laughs> I love you. They're, they're interchangeable, right? 
Room is clean. Kara. Um, <laughs> no, I definitely mean I love you. We need to be verbal. We need to be affectionate. We, to honor mom, we love her unconditionally and affectionately. Are you loving the mom in your life that way? Are you loving the mom in your life that way? The second thing I can do to honor mom is I love her sympathetically and attentively. Sympathetically and attentively. Um, in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verses 4 and 8, it says this, But if a widow has children or grandchildren... Let them first learn to show godliness to their own household and to make some return for their parents. For this is pleasing in the sight of God. But if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. In, in looking up things about Mother's Day, I came across a quote by a lady named Tia Walker. And she says this, To care for those who once cared for us is one of the highest honors. To care for those who once cared for us is one of the highest honors. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, it says, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Moms go through changes too. They need grace too. My mom is not the same person she was when I was 10, that was 30 years ago. My mom is not the same person she was when I was 20 or when I was 30. She's different. She goes through stages of life too. And as kids, I think we often forget that. We're always like, I, we were talking last night. I still think five years ago was 1998. It's not. We, were, we took Cassie to see a movie yesterday. And we're walking up, it's me and my two girls, Cassie was meeting us there, and we're walking up to the Edwardsville AMC, and I was like, hey, this was being built when I was Blythe's age, and they both had that look in their eye, like, you're, this place is that old, but they didn't say it, they held it back. But I saw the look in their eye, and later they told me, we were thinking, that's, this place is old. I'm like, yeah, I saw it. We go through changes, but mom does too, and I need to be sympathetic and attentive to that. Cassie and I have had the privilege, the absolute honor, to watch our parents go through end-of-life care with their parents. Both sets, both of our parents have done that. We've seen them honor their parents. And yes, there's frustration at times. Uh, my grandpa, before he passed away, had Alzheimer's, dementia, really bad. Didn't know who any of us were. He had violent tendencies at times because of the frustration. It's hard to love somebody at that point. But I watched my mom and her brothers and her sister walk through that stage of life. Uh, watched them take care of my grandma who had cancer. I watched my dad take care of his mom who had cancer. At one point, my grandparents, both of my grandmas lived with my parents. I've watched Cassie's parents take care of their family, their moms and dads. And it's been an honor to watch that. When the time comes, I will willingly and attentively put my dad in a home. But I'm going to take care of mom.
And that is honoring my dad because that's what he told me to do. He said, don't put yourself through this. Put me in a home. Mom said, take care of me. (laughs) But in all seriousness, I've watched many of you take care of your parents too. I've watched you honor your parents. And Tia Walker was right. To care for those who once cared for us is one of the highest honors. My parents took care of me. There are stories of my parents doing things to take care of me. I'm like, I don't know if I'd do that for my own kid. And then, I, yeah, I've done it for my own kid as a parent. It, it, something changes in your brain when you become a dad or a mom. But to take care of our parents, I'm not going to say I'm looking forward to it. But when the time comes, I'm going to honor my parents. I'm going to honor my mom and take care of them. The third thing I can do to honor my mom is I can love her cheerfully and gratefully. There's a passage we use often in our house. It's Philippians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, do everything without complaining or arguing. Do everything without complaining or arguing. In 1 Peter 4, 9, it says, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. Proverbs 23, 22 says, listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she is old. I am eternally grateful to have such good parents. I'm so grateful. Because I've had good parents, I've had a leg up in life. And many of you, I've, I've, there was a time in my life here at Greater Alton, which we, we counted, I've been here for 20, 21 years. Right after I became a Christian, I, would, I felt guilty. Because all of my friends in campus had such rough lives. Such horrible family lives. And I felt guilty of it. And I had a young woman stop me and say, stop. Don't. Don't feel guilty. I need you. I need to know that it can be better than what I experienced. And I am eternally grateful for the good family life I've had. My parents are still married. Cassie's parents are still married. We are lucky. I know we are in a minority in today's culture. To have both sets of grandparents still be married to each other. About 15 years ago, Cassie and I were working um, with some students who did not have a good family life. Um, we were we were pouring our life into these these students, and things were happening that. As youth ministers, we have to be mandatory reporters. And there were things that it got to a point where after consulting some people, we had to call. We had to make that call. And we called DCFS. And it was a heartbreaking phone call. Absolutely heartbreaking phone call because we weren't the first people to call. And when we started talking, they knew who exactly we were talking about. And I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, you're not the first phone call. And that's... I didn't know I could feel that way. Like, the anger and the sadness. Like, we were planning on being parents. We hadn't been parents yet. We were planning it. And I'm, I wasn't even a dad yet. And I'm like, how could you treat your children this way? How could you do that to your own kids? And it was, it was so heartbreaking. 
And that night, we were already supposed to go to my parents' house for dinner. And when we, we got to my mom and dad's house, I just walked up to my mom and I gave her the biggest hug. And with tears in my eyes, I was like, thank you for being such a good mom. And I will never forget that night. I will never forget that. It, I, I still, to this day, am upset about that situation. Uh, good news, that situation did end up on a positive note. Much prayer, much pleading. Things happened in that family life, and, and it got better. It got better. And, and those kids are no longer in an abusive situation, and they, are, they have the help that they need. Um, but I am all too aware that not everyone has a biological family that is something that you can cheerfully and gratefully love. All too aware. But I'm also very aware that God provides. I'm very aware that God provides. When we are born again in the waters of baptism, we are not just sent off on our own. We're born again into a family. We're born again into this rich and huge family of God. There are godly mothers and fathers here. And if you're someone who does not have a mother or father or a godly mother and father in your life, there are mothers and fathers here who can be that for you. There are older brothers and sisters here who can be that support group for you. God wants his kingdom and his family to succeed. He wants to grow his family. He wants his family to be strong. And I will be forever grateful not only for my biological parents and Cassie's parents, but for many of you in this room right now who have spoken to my life and who have helped make me the man that I am today. There are many people in this room who have guided me, who have challenged me, who have poked me when I needed to be poked, who have told me to stop when I needed to stop and start when I needed to start. And I am forever grateful for God giving me this rich family that I now have. And if you're somebody here, you have no idea what I'm talking about. I want to encourage you to talk to somebody here that you know and trust about what I'm talking about. What was Mike talking about being born again? What was he talking about baptism with family? Talk to somebody here who can share that good news with you. How you can have that godly family, even if you weren't born into one. Again, I'm forever grateful for the moms that are in this room who have spoken to my life. The last thing this morning that I can do to honor my mom is I can let her know that she is still needed. I have asked some kids to come up here. Um, if you all remember, I talked to you last week. I'm, I reminded some of you. Come on up. Come on up. And I'll talk for a minute while you're coming on up. Yep, come on up, buddy. Come on up. And, and I asked some kids to talk about why they love their mom. Um, again, my parents each have 30 plus more years of knowledge than I do. And so it's good that to let my mom know she's still needed. But I asked some other people to tell me, to come up here and tell you why they love their mom. Who wants to go first? I was thinking about this, and it 
that I have not met a single individual who she cannot get along with. And when I am in a funk, and when I am in this little dark space, she is that godly voice of reason that brings me back out of it. it even if she has a slap of sense into me, um, uh, she, she lets me know like it will be okay, that I do not need to have this wall up. So, yeah. Um, I like my mom because she is um, just a super constant person. I talk to her every day. Um, she is like a best friend. She is a very good friend to everyone here. She has a huge heart. Uh, she's very giving and generous. Um, she's just, uh, she loves God and she is a huge inspiration. And if you don't know her, um, I love my mom um, because she's some reasons, but um, she's such a servant. Um, whether she's like serving me, like as a kid, as a teen, um, but uh, she gives so many rights to my kids. There's no way I could get everything done that I do with all of that. Um, she serves others in the church. Whether it's bringing them meals or hosting Bible studies or just different things, and often even when she doesn't feel good, um, she's still serving, <laughs> you know. And then she's like, ah, and then she's out for the rest of the day because she's done something bad with other people. Um, she's just um, good at loving people and just uh, letting them, letting me know that somebody's in my corner, but letting other people know that she's in their corner too. Thank you for everybody who shared. Uh, how many of you thought when I said kids were going to come up, you were going to see kids like this? Yeah, I did, I did that on purpose. Um, in Psalm 71, verse 9, it says, Do not cast me off in the time of old age. Forsake me not when my strength is spent. The psalmist here is actually talking to God. But how many parents have felt this way? Do not cast me off in the time of old age. Forsake me not when my strength is spent. I know even as I get older and my children need me less, I can see this idea kind of creeping into my life. Like, they're not going to always need me. But that's not true. I still need my parents. I need to let my mom know that she's still needed. Uh, Proverbs 16.31 says, Gray hair is a crown of glory. It is gained in a righteous life. Proverbs 20, 29 says, The glory of young men is their strength, but the splendor of old men is their gray hair. You could put in mature women. Not old, mature women. Their gray hair is a, is, is a splendor. I know some, of, some, some people out there color their hair. It's fine. That's, that's all on you. But I'm getting white hair. My red hair, because I have red hair in, all over, is turning white, and my daughters love to find the white hair. There is one right here that just stands out. But yesterday, my nose was really itchy, and I was looking in the mirror, making sure there wasn't anything hanging. There was three white hairs sticking out of my nose. I was like, what is that? I was like, what? Even in my nose? And Cara and Blythe love to point out the white hair on my face. They don't do that to their mother. They know better. 
But that, that white, that gray, that silver hair, that's a badge of honor. You've made it this far. And you're still needed. My mom could be a hundred years old and I still need her to teach me what it's like to be a hundred years old. She's not a hundred years old, but she could be. I still need, I still need that experience. I'm learning from my parents still. Um, in my notes, I misspelled good. I, I need to see what good choices are. I actually spelled it food, but that is also true. I need to see what food choices are maybe not so good in the stages of life that they are in. But I need to watch them and learn from them. They, they make mistakes still, and I can see those mistakes. They make great choices, and I can see those good choices. They're 30 years ahead of me, and I need to know what life looks like 30 years ahead of here. And I need to let them know, especially my mom, that I still need them. I still need my mom to be a grandma to Blythe and Kara. My mom can say things to Blythe and Kara that if I said it, they wouldn't hear it. And you all know what I'm talking about. I could say the exact same thing that Nana or Gigi are saying, and they don't hear it. But Nana and Gigi say it, and oh my gosh, I have to do that. Go clean your room. I don't want to clean my room. Gigi, go clean your room. Okay. I need that. I need grandparents. I need my parents to show me what life looks like in retirement or semi-retirement. I need to show that I need them to show me how to handle life changes like the death of a parent. I need that. And I need to let my mom know that I need her in my life still. Which I have. I'm very grateful that I still have my mom in my life. And I know, again, not all of us have our moms in our life, but we have moms in our life. God has put moms in our life, and we need to let them know, too, that we need them in our lives. My hope and my prayer for you this morning is that you can honor your mom, or at least the mom that God has put in your life today, and that you can be affectionate and verbal that you can love her unconditionally. You can let her know you still need her in your life. After today's service, take a moment and talk to them. If they're here, talk to them. Give them a hug. If they're not here, give them a phone call. If you're not going to see them later. Honor your mom today. In closing, I have a question that I think each one of us should ask ourselves. And that question is, how will I honor the moms God has placed in my life today. In your bulletin, there's a, a, a communication card. And we use that card for prayer requests, for questions. Um, there, it's a good way to communicate with the church if you're a guest here. Uh, if you have a prayer request or you have more questions or some boxes to check, fill that card out. And if you have questions, somebody will be in contact with you. Um, you'll see our members putting their offering in the baskets in the back. If you're a guest, we didn't ask you to come here to get anything from you. We hope we've given you something this morning, and we ask that you don't give, unless you feel really compelled to, and that we're not going to stop you, but we don't want your money. We want to share Christ with you. Um, but if you fill out the communication card, you can put it in those baskets where you see uh, our members putting their offering. I hope and pray that you have a great Mother's Day today. Moms, 
We thank you for being moms. I know that's a hard job. I know that's a hard job. And we honor you today. And we're glad that you took the time to be with us this morning. And I pray that you have a great rest of the day. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being a great Heavenly Father. Thank you so much for providing for us. You have provided so much. You've provided a great family for me, a mom, a dad, and I'm so blessed because of that. But you've also provided this godly family that I didn't deserve, and I wasn't looking for God. I didn't know I needed it. But you provided it. You knew I needed it. I want to pray for those here who don't have their moms in their life anymore. I pray that you send them mom today. There's a mom here for everybody. Um, I'm grateful for the hugs and for the, the words of encouragement throughout the years from people I consider mom that I wasn't born to. Thank you so much for providing mothers and fathers to the, to the parentless. God, you love us so much. You've sent your son to die for us when we didn't deserve it. And I am so grateful for that. Help us this week to be honoring both to our parents and to you, Father. And help us to keep you in mind as we walk. I love you, Father. It's your name I pray. Amen. Here's my burden, Jesus, take it now. Here's my heart, I simply lay it down. Well, I'm not strong enough to stand on my Well, I'm not strong enough to stand on